0: Esther, they became uh, very good friends of mine in a very short period of time when I was visiting Zimbabwe um, as a writer for MCC and when I found out they were coming here and I found out there was an open Sunday I'm like, yes, our church! (laughs) Um, To introduce Marceline and Esther to you I could tell you that Marcelin has training in accounting administration and management theology he's um... adult education and training he spent a year they spent a year at Easter Mennonite seminary was it for, yeah,
1: yeah. for the
0: university for conflict transformation we could tell you that Marcelin's been a pastor and I could go on and on with a number of things he has um... I could tell you about Esther that she has experience with secretarial studies being a community health worker running a business i can also tell you that they have been mcc representatives in congo during a very rough period of time. service, worker. service workers in congo i'm wrong um, but they are currently mcc reps in zimbabwe now that's the the formal part of it but what i really want to tell you about esther and marcelin is that Marceline is a wise person. He's a wise person and he's a man of God. When I heard that he gets up at five o'clock each morning to spend time in prayer and that's been a lifelong habit, I, I bow my head in respect to him. Um, Esther is the most amazing, warm, hospitable, lively, lovely person you could ever, ever get to meet and um, they have made you know, it's very easy to become, to become, to, you know, for them to fill your hearts. Uh, They have two children, Nathan, who is 15, going on 19, and um, (laughs) Esther was telling me that he's warning her that he's going to be leaving the house soon. Um, And they have a daughter, Renata. if you get a chance to speak with them and you speak French they would be delighted because that's their first language having grown up in Benin they're also very fluent in English as well so I hope you get a chance to not only enjoy uh, Marceline and Esther um, Marceline's sermon but that you get to meet them afterwards and get a sense of what amazing people they are so um, and Ron will tell you more about other opportunities to meet them later. So um, may God bless your, what you have to say, Marceline. Thank you.
1: Good morning, everybody. I think you should ask Esther if I'm really a wise man. (laughs) Because the best person to to say that uh, will be her. (laughs) We are very happy to be here this morning. And uh, first of all, we would like to pass the greeting of um, Christian community in uh, Zimbabwe to you and mainly from the BIC church members in Zimbabwe. And, And thank you very much for this opportunity you give us to share the words of God with you. And it is always a great pleasure to be in the house of God to worship together and to share the word of God. I would like us to reflect this morning about uh, the topic of prayer and uh, especially I would like us to reflect on this question. Many of us have been asking to ourselves. I mean, do we really need to pray? Uh, if we need to pray, why do we need to pray? Some years ago, I was invited to preach in a congregation in Geneva, in Switzerland, and uh, at the end of the service. A guy came to me and asked this question. Why do I need to pray? You have insisted in your sermon that we need to pray, but I don't have anything to pray for. And he started listening everything that he has. I have a good job. I have a nice family, a nice wife kind children, good relationship with people around me, but I don't know why to pray. And uh, this question brought me also to start thinking about my sermon. What was the content of my sermon? Because I realized that his question was a relevant reaction to the content of my sermon, to the content of what I preach, because in this sermon, I tried to demonstrate how through prayers we can we can get healed through prayers, we can be blessed, we can get some Material blessing through prayer, we can face some challenges. Through prayer, we can do such 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 things. And I say, but maybe there is something wrong with my sermon. Is it really, really, really the goal of prayer? Why do we present just to get some material? Is it to? The goal of prayer is just to help us changing some situations, facing some challenges, getting some things like uh, money, like a job, like uh, children, or getting healings. And I say but there are millions of people in the world who don't pray, but who has those things. Is it really, really, really the reason of which God wants us to pray? And I think some of you also have been asking those (coughs) questions. And I realized that at that time, my perception my belief was that if we don't pray before getting involved in any kind of activity or any kind of business you will fail my thought at that time was that yes you can get get involved in a road accident if you don't pray before going to for a travel or a trip you can get you can have a bad day or face many challenges during the day if we don't pray during the morning, if we don't spend time in prayer during the morning. That was how I was understanding the role of prayer. That was my understanding of the prayer. And finally, this question became my question. And frequently I have to ask this question and for a long period I couldn't find very convincing response to this question. And finally I started understanding why do we need to pray? What is the main Goal of prayer, and yes, prayer, praying is very important, and the God wants us to be men and women of prayers. But for what? Is it just asking, getting? Why Jesus was praying. Did he really need something or those things we are praying for today? Why was he praying? And we read Jesus could spend a whole night in prayer, spending time with the Father. Why? Was it just to get things? Was it just to face the challenges he was going through? With the Jews around him, the Pharisees, the religious leaders at that time. I said, I don't I don't think so. There were another reason for what Jesus was praying. And why people like the King David spent time in prayer and he came to say, God, one day in your presence is better than a thousand elsewhere. Is this just to get something? Or was he praying for something else? Why people like Daniel, despite of his high position, could find time to pray three times per day, to spend time with God three times per day, though he was holding the position of prime minister. Why do we need to pray? We can get things from God through prayers, and the Bible is full of stories of people Who perform miracles through prayers, who change situations through prayers. And personally, I experienced the power of prayer. I saw many situations change in my life through prayers. I read many stories about the power of prayers, about how God intervened through prayers. And many of you certainly experienced the power of prayers. You got many things or change situation through prayers, but is it all? Is the main goal of praying to get something from God or to ask for assistance from God to solve a problem or to change a situation? But by thinking about this question, I came to some understandings. I can understand. Or I understood that praying is the most important element of the Christian spirituality. Praying is more than asking and getting from God. It is a spiritual exercise. Praying is the mean to cultivate and develop a deep relationship with God. Praying is the mean to experience Paul's wishes to the Corinthians, like he said, and we read it, the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. How do we understand Jesus Trinitarian benediction that became since ever part of our Christian tradition? Every Sunday we end our, sem- our service by that benediction but do we really, 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 really understand what it means? Do we really experience the 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 love of God, the grace of Jesus, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. I strongly believe that the grace of God is more than material things or physical healing we can get from God. We usually say, I am what I am by the grace of God, or I have what I have by the grace of God when we talk about our position or our properties. Some people think that the communion of the Holy Spirit is a thing like speaking in tongues or having a dream or a vision. Experiencing deeply the Love of God, the grace of the Lord Jesus, and the communion of the Holy Spirit require that we develop a close relationship with God through a constant discipline in the prayer. As human beings, we are spiritual beings, and for that, we constantly feel the needs of spiritual security. And that spiritual security can only be met through the prayer that is the most important spiritual exercise we have as Christians. What we can observe today, mainly in some European countries, when you go to Europe, You buy newspapers, the first thing you will see will be the advertisement about the Eastern religions practice. Those newspapers are full with advertisement about Eastern religions because people like it. Because people have the feeling that their spiritual needs are not met or cannot be met in the churches. And one can notice that in some countries, mainly in Europe, there is a big craze, craze, about Eastern religions and people are very eager to go to the centers where they offer them things like, uh, uh, how I can say it in English, vertical meditation. Uh, In French we say meditation transcendental, transcendental meditation. They call it the travel of the soul, and things like this. Why? Because people are in the need of spirituality. They feel that they need something because they are human beings, and as human beings, they are spiritual uh, uh, beings. And since they can't find that in the churches, They try to satisfy, to meet those needs through those practices. And when we stay in Virginia, in Harrisonburg in 2006-2007, I noticed that there was a big interest for yoga at EMU among the student community. But I didn't know much about yoga, and uh, one day I followed one of my friends, who was part of a yoga group, just to see what is it and how it works. And by attending this session, I realized that there is a strong spirituality between yoga. Because what I, can, I could understand is that the goal of yoga is to create an harmony between the body and the spirits in order to avoid the possible conflict between those two elements of our human being. And also to prepare the human spirits to be able to communicate with what's they can call the universal spirits, conscience universelle. Some will call it the, the source of this, all the spirits, the source of all the spirits. And as human beings, our spirits need to be in, in touch, in communion, in contact, with something that is similar to him. And as Christian, we know that it is the Holy Spirit. In some Eastern religion, they call it a different way and they understand it a different way. And the only way we have as Christian to reach this need and to meet these needs is by prayer. When you talk to people in countries like France, United Kingdom, Germany, Switzerland, today, they will tell you that Christianity is a dead religion. There is nothing interesting of being Christian. And what they mean by dead religion, that means you can't do you can't have any deep spiritual experience for being Christian. There is no spiritual experience for being Christian, but it's not true. That is not true. That's not true, because praying is a spiritual exercise that allows us to experience spiritual realities with God. But it requires discipline and time and most of the time we are not ready for that kind of discipline. But that is what God is calling us for. God is calling us to have a discipline in our prayer life. And we can only really have a deep relationship with God, that assure us this spiritual security we need that assure us this comfort of being, of feeling the presence of God at any time, ever when we are facing challenges or ever when. Everything is all right around us. We can only reach Jesus' step of spirituality when we have time to spend with God in prayer. Not to say, God, give me. God, I have a problem. God, help me. But just to be in front of God, to try to contemplate, to admire the beauty of God's, the power of God's, the love of God's, the grace of God's, the communion of the Holy Spirit. And when I wake up in the morning at four o'clock, at five o'clock spending time with God's, Now I can understand that it's not just to say, God, give me, God, I want such. God, oh, you can see my problems. Help me to solve them. Yes, I know that God is there to help me to solve them, but my goal is really to understand God. To know what God wants me to be. to to try to penetrate the thoughts of God, to discover the will of God and get guidance from God for my life. That's why we need to pray. And Christian or non-Christian, we need that because we are spiritual beings. Yesterday we went for shopping with Aunt Campbell Jones and I said, it seemed to me like here people buy not because they need but they buy because they want to buy. And Anne said, yes, but it is more than that and I thought I, she was very really right. She said people buy shopping for people, it is a way to meet or to try to meet some other needs, like a spiritual needs, emotional needs, because people feel that there is something that is missing. They can have everything to meet all their physical needs. Despite of that, because they are spiritual beings, because they are emotional beings, they can still feel that there is something that is missing. And they try to meet these needs by shopping, some it should be even by working. Some people try to meet the needs they are feeling, they think that by working they will forget about what they are feeling. Or oh, some is a computer some is tv some is many kind of a way people try to find today to meet the needs that is that spiritual needs and Jesus when he says my my food is to be to perform the will of my father that means through his prayer exercise, he came to this step, this level where he really feels that he's one with his father. He feels that he's one with God, the Father. And so he can say, Yes, I am here to be. To, to 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 perform the will of my of God. And David. When we read the Psalms, we can really understand the level of spirituality of David when we read some Psalms. And it shows us what was the relationship between David and God. And it's not surprising that God said, oh, I have found David, the one who is really my friend. Because David has a very strong discipline in his lifetime when it comes to the prayer. And we need really, 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 really this kind of discipline otherwise our churches will keep getting empty mainly by young people young who want to to experience things but those experiences can do it in the church if really we try to explain to help them to understand that the need that they try to meet by practicing some Eastern religion exercise, they can find it when they have a real, a real, real prayer life. And when I understood that, I came to understand some years ago when I was still at the beginning of my Christian life, I had a a testimony from a British missionary in my country who has a very powerful testimony about his Christian life. And uh, we asked question, but how do you come to be able to go through those experiences? And uh, he smiled and say it is just through prayer. It is just through a discipline of prayer. And you can reach this stage, this level, if really you decide to devote your life to prayer. Because when you are in prayer, it's not just only to focus on your problem or what you want to ask God or what you want God to do for you, but you focus your prayer, your, 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 your minds on God, who God is. And d- during this yoga session I attended, I was really Surprised to see that the first thing, it was, okay, try to create space in your minds. Create space in your minds and relax. Feel that, yes, your spirit is in harmony with your body and feel that you are not there now feel that you are in communion with someone else that is above you. And I say, oh, but this is not really different from what we should do when we are praying. Yeah, that things, we need to create space when we are praying for the Holy Spirit to get in communion with our spirits, we need to, to relax when we are praying that our whole body, our mind, our soul, our spirits be really there, available for the Holy Spirit to come in and to communicate with us. And I finally realized that actually those are some important spiritual principles that, as a Christian, for some reason, I don't know, we don't want to teach in our churches. And those religions, Eastern religions are just using them to attract or to sham people, a lot of people from our church and to empty our church. In, in North America it is still fine, your churches are still full. But if you go to Europe, countries like UK, Switzerland, France, you realize that the Christianity is dying. Because in a church like this, uh, Sunday you see maybe five, six, seven people. And uh, in the UK, in the years uh, 1990s, they say that Every year, there is about 20 church buildings that are bought by Muslims and transform them in mosque. Christianity is disappearing and Islam is coming. And it is the same in many other countries. I think it is our responsibility as Christian leaders, as experienced Christian to recreate, I can say to recreate this understanding of prayer in our churches and to let people know that there is a strong spiritual dimension of being Christian and we can only discover this dimension and enter into it and experience those wonderful moments and time with God only if we decide to have a constant prayer life and a disciplined one because it required a lot of discipline. Thank you.